0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Clippers Weekly on Marks' Takes. It's been a minute since I recorded. The last time I talked to you guys, I was talking about the Lakers game where the Clippers defeated the Lakers without their best player, Drummond, and it was a good win. But I think this week was absolutely fantastic or Clippers basketball, besides, I'm not talking about the Lakers game. We had two games against really good Western Conference opponents. You know, these could possibly be playoff matchups that we had this past week. Then we had two games against the Rockets and the Pistons. So let's just hop right into it. So it's always a blessing when I can come on here and do a Clippers recap and the Clippers haven't lost one game. In the week that I'm recapping. It's happened a couple times. But it just puts me in such a good mood. Because I'm not here to slander anybody. I'm not here to talk shit about anybody. I'm just here to talk about their great play. From this past week. And I've been really really satisfied. With their play. And it really. Like I was blown away this week by the wins. I, I was I was expecting us to maybe drop one of these games, but for us to go undefeated this week and we're like on a five game winning streak is absolutely awesome. So let's just get right into it. I'm gonna start off with Tuesday's game against the Blazers. So Tuesday's game was interesting. We had a we had a night game against the Blazers. It was one thirty three, one sixteen. The Clippers were up big. I mean the Clippers were shooting like lights out at one point they were not missing. Either team was honestly not missing, but there was one point where the Clippers were up big. They were up like I don't even know, like thir- 62 to 34, something like that. But and then the the Blazers kind of battled back. It was like 36 to 62, and the Blazers worked really hard to get back into into the game. They outscored the Clippers like 30 to 11 and they were within 7 at halftime. So that was just really frustrating to watch because they were playing so well. It was like a perfect game, shooting lights out, and then they kind of blew this big lead. It was like a 30 point lead, almost a 30 point lead. So that was frustrating. Like I go downstairs, you know, I get something to drink, I make some food, I come back upstairs and we're down and they're only winning by 10 and when i went downstairs they were up like 30 so i'm like what is going on so frustrating it's always frustrating because you know when you when you when the other team goes on a run to end the half you never know how the clippers are going to respond in the second half they easily could just fold and let this and let the other team win because the other team has all the momentum coming into the second half so i always get worried about how the clippers are going to respond in the second half and honestly they did a pretty good job i think they they kind of battled the blazers kept battling back like they just would not go away the clippers like they were up like 14 and then the Blazers scored like 12 in a row and then it was like a two-point game and I think that was like the closest the Blazers got so that's great that the Blazers never actually took the lead because I think once the opposing team takes the lead for the Clippers see ya like they're not the the Blazers would take the lead and just not look back so I think it's all about how you respond they never took the lead back all about response and to me that's a win. You know, as a Clipper fan, that's a win. They came out and the after blowing a big lead, the opposing team, they never got the lead. So that's, you know, that for me is a win. And for being as a Clipper fan, that's a win and the the Clippers closed the third quarter out nicely. They had an 18 to 7 run and then they were up like 12 13 going into the fourth. And um, it was a good game. It was a good game for Paul George. Really good game for Paul George. He had 36 points. That was a, that was just a great Paul George game. It's also great when it comes at uh, against Damian Lillard because we all know they've had their beef now for a while. Lillard was put in jail. He was literally like in a prison cell. He had 11 points, 2 for 14 field goals, 1 for 6, 3-pointers. So it's always just a huge win when Paul George goes off and Damian Lillard has an absolutely horrific game. He was just in—he was in prison pretty much. The Blazers have some nice, some nice players though. Like Norman Powell is a great pickup for them. He had 32 points, and I feel like C.J. McCollum could not miss against us. He had 24. But again, Damian Lillard was put into a prison cell. And I loved it. I love every moment of it. And that was just a great win over a Western Conference opponent. And that's possibly a first-round matchup. This is my preferred first-round matchup if we, like, you know, I want to play Portland. I don't want to play the Mavs because I think the Mavs have some weird, they have some weird, like, Hatred towards us they think that there's like this big rivalry toward against Clippers and Mavs fans and I'm like There's no rivalry we beat you guys in six games and that's it like there's no rivalry here and then I guess they beat us by 50 but But still like there's no rivalry and for some reason they hate our guts And I don't want to play them because I think that they have this weird revenge thing up their sleeves and I I don't want to see them I I don't want to hear anything about the Mavs so Portland is my preferred team, and so hopefully we can play Portland. Also, it is good to note that Patrick Beverly played this game, and if we do end up playing Portland, I don't know if Patrick Beverly is going to be available to play. He broke his hand. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. So, you know, he did such a good job locking down Damian Lillard. Without him in the playoffs, are we going to be able to do the same without him? That's going to be... That's going to be interesting to see. I don't know what's going to happen. If we're just going to have to wait and see. I hope Patrick Beverly gets a speedy recovery. But man, those injuries, those injuries are tough, man. So yeah. So we that was a great win. Great, great Paul George performance. And then I think after after this after this game, we we're all really looking forward to Thursday night's game. Thursday night against the Suns, another potential playoff matchup. So great game just all around two teams that if they do meet in the playoffs it's going to be a very very interesting series I believe I think it's going to be really interesting they got some great players shooters they got I mean there's there's definitely some tension between us I don't know why but maybe it goes back to Devin Booker hitting that buzzer beater over us last season in the bubble and then they kind of Paul George and Devin Booker kind of got into it when we played in Phoenix So, yeah, I think there's a little bit of beef between us, between us teams. Also, the CP3 Clippers thing, you know, there's a a lot of underlying storylines that are really interesting in in Suns versus Clippers. So, Paul George, another dominant performance. It's always great when Paul George can have two dominant performances against Damian Lillard and Devin Booker, like, back-to-back. That's awesome. He had 33 points. Kawhi had twenty seven, like casual twenty seven, like for him that's an every night type of thing. Um, yeah, Rondo was great. He had fifteen and nine assists. The assists were really great. Nine assists, absolutely awesome. He he hit that great three over CP three, and they also have some beef. That's another storyline. They do have, they do have beef. I saw Rondo staring CP three down after the, after Rondo had subbed out and the game was over. I saw him stare down CP3. He also had that that nice three over him. That was kind of a dagger. So, yeah, I mean there's definitely beef between them. So there's a lot of beef going on. I'm telling you, there's a lot of storylines going on. And so he was great. That was a bad night for the Rondo haters, I'm telling you. And you know who you are, and everyone listening to this knows exactly who they are. The Rondo haters. Bad night for them. It's been a it's been a rough time for the Rondo haters, I think. And yeah, so that was a great win. Unfortunately, Patrick Beverly was pretty horrible. He had zero points. He played only 17 minutes. He he got ejected from the game, and he broke his hand. Tough night for Patrick Beverly. I'm wishing him a speedy recovery, but the injuries, man, come on. Like, he's literally made out of porcelain, and it's so frustrating. Also, it's Kawhi had – he killed DeAndre Ayton. Like, he murdered him. He ended him. Like, what a week for Clippers players postering other players. I'll talk about Paul George's when I get to the Pistons, but that was a absolutely filthy dunk by Kawhi. And, like I said, he had 27. Just a quiet 27 for Kawhi. Also, it was on TNT, so, you know, like I always say this, I say, National Televised Games and Paul George don't go well together. Well, not not that night when, when uh, he had 33 points, so... National televised game, Paul George had thirty three. There you go. That broke my little my little superstition that I have. And yeah, like I said, I think this is gonna be a great, great second round series if we get it. So many underlying stories, so much beef, so many great players on one court. And so if we do see them in the second round, they are also my preferred my preferred second round matchup. I want to get away from Utah, get away from Denver so these two teams right here that we played blazers and the suns those are my two preferred matchups for us to get to the western conference finals so we'll see what happens but you know there's a long way to go with the standings and stuff but these are my two preferred matchups so then we had two we had two more games left on the homestand and before i get into it i also want to say the nine game homestand was so fun. It was really fun. It was some of the the best Clipper basketball I've watched. Yes, we lost a couple of games, but they went seven and two. You know they lost to the Nuggets and they lost to the Magic. Two games. You you know you learn from it. You don't like it, but you learn from it, and that's that's what happens. So honestly, I really thought that this nine game homestand was one of the most fun things I've seen about the Clippers in a while. Like it was definitely really really fun. So, now we had a game against the Rockets, and a lot of people were thinking, oh, easy game, easy win, you know, it's going to be so easy. No, no, it was not. The Clippers were down pretty bad. They were down, I want to say, 14, 12 points. No Paul George, no Rondo. They were pretty shorthanded, so they were down. I mean, they just looked kind of, they just looked like they were going to be able to just kind of cruise through the game. You know, not really care about it. But thank goodness for Kawhi. Kawhi was awesome. And he kind of just, he kind of really did everything. I'm pretty sure he outscored the Rockets by himself in one quarter. The Rockets had 10 points in the second quarter. The Clippers had 41 points. That's kind of where the game shifted. Again, the Clippers were down like 10, 12 points. And, yeah, so that was interesting. But, again, thank goodness for Kawhi because he had 31 points. Again, quiet, very quiet 31. Reggie Jackson had 26. He shot 6 for 9 for a three-pointer. Six three-pointers for Reggie. That's what I love Reggie to do. I want him to just sit there, stand there, not sit, stand there on the three-point line and just shoot it. Because he can shoot. But I don't want him to do dribbling. No dribbling. When he does that little skip, skip dribble thing, I'm like no, no dribbling. Just stand there and shoot the ball because he can really, really, really shoot it. Like he's a he's a shooter. I will admit it. But I don't want him to do any. I don't want him to do any dribbling. Um. So yeah, to hold a team like to ten points in a quarter, that's pretty good. No matter what team it is, they just battled back. They just kind of looked kind of lazy at the beginning. Like, they thought, like, again, they could just cruise cruise in, cruise it, by this Rockets team. Like, this Rockets team, they're hungry for a win. They got some good players. They got Wood. Wood was balling. He's going to be a star in the future. The Rockets kind of worked their way back, though. In the second half, they pulled, I think, within, like, 10 or 11. And I want to say they maybe cut it down to, like, 5, maybe, but they were battling back. It was frustrating. Wood had like 23 and I I give a lot of props to this uh to this Rockets team. They got a lot of heart. And I really like Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter Jr. like that dude he's a dog. He got he had 14 points and 12 assists. He had a double-double. So they got, you know, they got a lot of young players. They get one more player in the draft and maybe we'll see them next year in the playoffs, but you know they got 14 wins but i still think you know you got to go into every game with the same mentality if you're playing the rockets or you're about to play you know the suns every game you got to go in with the same mentality and they they did it just took them you know it took them a whole quarter to wake up but the clippers won 126 to 109 they covered the spread by the way for all my gamblers out there listening they covered the spread. They were a minus 11. It was looking ugly there at the beginning. They covered the spread, and that's always a win because good teams win, great teams cover. They did both. Good win on Friday. And then the final game of the homestand was against the Pistons, very similar kind of to the Rockets game. They were just battling back the, the Clippers. They were down, and Marcus Morris had 33 points, so no quiet this game. Rest. You know, all due respect. Get your rest, King, because we're gonna need you on this road trip, big road trip. And um, so Morris had 33. Paul George 32. Another great performance from Paul George. So he sat against the Rockets, but that would have been three, three games in a row, over 30, over 30 points. Great, great job. And that capped off the nine-game home stand. And it's really great. If Paul George is going to play at this level, I don't think any team can beat us. Truly. If he's going to play at this level, I think he's literally like unstoppable. And I think this team is unstoppable when he plays at this level. The Clippers rallied back. They fought back. The Pistons literally could not miss a shot. Whenever I was kind of multitasking, I was doing some homework and watching the game, whenever I would look up and the Pistons would shoot it, it would go in. I literally never saw them miss zubok was like three assists shy of a triple double which is absolutely crazy he was on triple double watch he had he had 13 points 10 rebounds and seven assists which is crazy zubok on triple double watch i love that i love 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 that and um yeah so they battled back The, the it really was getting ugly it was like 93 to 83 there was not much defense being played. Josh Jackson was going off. He had like 26 points. Shout out to whoever called that on, on Twitter. I was like, which player is going to go off tonight? Which random ass Pistons player is going to go off? I said, who did I say was going to be? I said Corey Joseph. Some, a lot of people said Josh Jackson. Some people said Sadiq Bay, And those were the two winners. Josh Jackson at 26. Sadiq Bay had 25 so shout out to those people who called it Corey joseph he was still good but he wasn't like the random player that took over the clippers were shooting so well but the pistons also just could not miss the pistons like were up 93 to 81 at one point and then you know clippers started rallying rallying back the game was tied at like 110 it was getting a bit sweaty i didn't really like i wasn't that nervous i was pretty sure the clippers were going to win and the, the uh, Batum had this really good three-pointer. He just kind of caught it. Someone threw it. I don't know who threw it, but he just caught caught it in bounds, turned, pulled up, and that was really great. And, I, and for some reason, I was like, is there, like, one second on the shot clock? Like, why is he just pulling up like that? And then I rewatched it, but there was, like, 15 on the shot clock, and I'm like, you know, go off, Batum. I thought he was just doing that because... He he was in a rush like they had 1 second for a shot clock violation but no he was just doing that cuz he was feeling confident. He also had really good blocks. Like he stuffed a couple of people. He had 3 blocks. He's been he's been blocking like a couple like for the past couple of games he's had some really good blocks and LA kind of just pulled away. Paul George had that nasty poster. It was it was you know when Bleacher Report is posting about it. And like hoop highlights, you know, it was a good poster because I don't, they don't post Clippers highlights. They do not. And so when they're posting, you know, it was nasty. If they got a, po- if they're posting Paul George, who they do not like, they do not post about the Clippers, it was nasty. So good rally. It was similar kind of to the Rockets win, but you know, instead of rallying in the second quarter, they rallied in the fourth quarter. Really, really good game interesting you know you never know what, what you're gonna get Sunday night game against the Pistons player that was gonna go off but shout out to him for having a double double but I guess the player would have been Josh Jackson because he was I again every single time I looked up he would not miss so shout out to the Pistons they played a competitive game the guy that got postered you know shout out to him too took it like a champ Isaiah Stewart got postered he I think he's a rookie, and, yeah, I mean, he just got absolutely, I feel bad, but, man, like, just nasty poster, More, Marcus Morris, six for eight three-pointers, that's crazy, too, I feel like he's just been lights out from three, when he gets really good looks, Rondo also had ten points, six assists, so, again, you know, he didn't have 15 points, but those six assists, man, that's really, really great for the team, especially when we're missing Kawhi. Like that's great. Again, bad bad night for the Rondo haters out there. Just really bad. I mean, I, I don't know at what it, they we're not close to the point where they're going to admit that they were wrong. It's going to have to it's going to be a long time. Rondo was a plus 22, by the way. Plus minus. And Reggie Jackson was a minus 13. Luke Kennard was a minus 16. So, you know, those, it's those people who hated Rondo. It's going to take them a long, long time to, to admit they're wrong. They're not going to do it after, a, what is it, like a five-game sample size. So, you know, all those people out there, you know, my, my squad that we all love Rondo, you know, I'm not expecting them to say they were wrong anytime soon. You know, they're not going to do it after a four-game sample size, but we keep moving. You know, the Rondo train keeps moving. We we keep going and we're just gonna keep rooting for him for the rest of the season, plus 22 and you know we move the Rondo crew just moves and um, yeah so honestly like I said it's such a it's such a treat when I can come on here and talk about games and they and they're only games they won that's that's such a treat I don't have to slander anybody the only people I'm slandering today are the people that are still hating on Rondo but I'm not slandering any players. Which is always really nice. And it's just, it's a treat. So we, the Clippers are going on the road. They're going on the road for three games, finally. I feel like this homestand, it was like a month long. It was like two, two and a half weeks or something. Big games. We got two big games, I think. We got a game against. We got a game against the Pacers. I, I think that is a winnable game, 100%. That's just kind of a game where, like, the Clippers can't get in their heads about, about anything. Like, the the Pacers are not very good, and that's a very winnable game. It's going to be on TNT. It's just winnable. That's a game that the Clippers should win by 20 points, but, you know, a lot of mental mistakes and stuff like that is might prevail them, and that's just a game... Very very winnable game, and then we got to see the Pistons again. What a treat! We get to see Josh, Josh Jackson, Sadiq Bay, and Corey Joseph. Ball out, again on Wednesday. That's such a treat. We get to see them again, and then a big big game on Friday. Sixers, 76ers. That's going to be tough. That's going to be the toughest game for us. I want to win that game so badly because I hate Doc Rivers. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing more that I want than you know, Doc Rivers losing at home in front of fans. But that's going to be tough. You know, we already beat them once, but they were shorthanded. They didn't have Embiid, so we'll see what happens with them. Their injury report. Their injury reports are always like kind of iffy. You never know if Embiid's going to play or not going to play. So I'm not even really going to talk about that now. You just never know with him. And then they're back at home. Back at home versus the Timberwolves. And that's the first game where fans are allowed on the 18th. Sunday the 18th. First first game where fans are allowed. That's super exciting. So the Clippers are going on the road. I really want them to go two and two and one is the best case scenario, I think. The 76ers I really think the Pacers game is a total trap game. Like Clippers should win that game by 20 points. But something about playing an Indy man. Bad vibes. It gives me the same vibes as playing in like Sacramento or Utah or Denver. I don't know why, but something must have happened when I watched a Clippers-Pacers game when I was younger because I do not, I do not like when the Clippers play in Indy. So I want them to go three zero, but I think they may drop a game on this trip. I I'm hoping for two and one to be to be realistic, but there's nothing more that I want. There's nothing more that I want than sending. Doc Rovers home, I want to send him to his Philadelphia home with a fat L, like a huge fat L, there's nothing more that I want, and yeah, so that's going to do it for today's episode, nice lengthy episode, I got like almost 25 minutes in, recapping these four games, going to be a fun week, and yeah, so thank you guys for listening, be sure to check out my Instagram, at Takes. check me out on Twitter, at Gracie Marks, and if you are, if you're not following already, be sure to hit the follow button, subscribe, whatever. All right, I'll catch you guys later. Peace out.